Hello, and welcome to the Leader Life Podcast. I'm Brittany Watson, the host of the Leader Life Podcast, and I'm back for episode number four. Um, I want to talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about sex. <laughs> I want to talk about sex um, and how sex changes you. Now, I know that y'all like, I want to hear this Christian girl talking about sex. Like we all know we didn't hurt the story. You're going to go to hell. And I, this is not that. Let me just stop you right there. Um, this is not to be bashful to anybody that has engaged or that is currently engaging in sexual activity. Um, but this is to bring awareness of the effects of sex. Because I feel like I've grown up in church my entire life and I've heard so much about sex before. Um, but I feel that in most cases, I've heard more so about just don't have sex. Like you just don't have sex before you marry. Like you're gonna go to hell if you have sex before you marry. And I feel that that's been a reoccurring conversation that personally I feel has not been effective. <laughs> um, of course, as believers, we we believe that ultimately sin equals death. Yes, we get that. However, there's a natural aspect um, of sin or of sex that affects so much about who we are as women. And I just think that is worth talking about. Um, so for some of you guys that know me, I always share my story. I don't care. I am free. I can freely talk about everything that I've ever done in life because I am not bound. Okay. I was not a virgin at all, like not even close to one. <laughs> when I was when I got married, um, when I met my husband, neither one of us were virgins. We had both had our share of various sex partners, me specifically. I I guess I won't talk about my husband because he's not here to defend himself. (laughs) But um, I've had various sex partners. Um, I I still grew up in church. I knew it was wrong. I knew that sin equals death or damnation or that I could possibly die and go to hell. Um, I was taught all of those things, but yet those fear tactics still did not make me not engage in sex. I feel that, of course, with previous generations, they did what they what they could do. They gave us the knowledge that they could give us. But now that we're in a, a knowledge age, We got to do better. Like no longer can we just say, don't do something like we have to bring the goods. We got to tell people, how is this actually affecting them beyond even afterlife and beyond all of the, the, the deep spiritual stuff, which is very vital plays a major part in it. Um, but I don't want to talk about that per se today. I just want to talk about natural things and how it, how, how sex and how engaging in sex affects so much. So of course, Sex isn't bad. Let's just be clear. (laughs) God created sex. Um, He created sex. He created it for reproduction. He created it so that we can multiply and subdue the earth to take dominion and to fully um, live life and to fully capitalize on this earth. God created sex. This is not something that the devil gave us, which many people have tried to make it seem like. Sex is natural. Sex is normal. Sexual desires are natural. Um, Hormonal changes are natural. These things are natural that God has gifted us with. Um, So I just want to be clear about that. Sex is not bad. But however, sex is good in its proper context. So I truly believe that sex was intended for us 
to reproduce. Um, not just for reproduction, but I do believe that God gave us the enjoyment of it because like he gave us so many other things to enjoy in life that he's like, okay, I'm gonna let you reproduce, but I'm gonna let you enjoy this thing too. Praise the Lord. Um, <laughs> so sex is good in its proper context. Um, what makes it bad is when we engage and when we experience things that God intended to happen between husband and wife before we are husband and wife. I know some people may not like this, but hey, this is what it is. This is the Leader Life Podcast. Um, I desire to have conversations that would be uncomfortable. Conversations that could be controversial. Conversations that's not going to make you feel good, but will help you become better, help you become who God has intended for you to be. So I just think that this is really, really important to discuss. Sex is good in its proper context. We live in a culture that is overly sexualized. I mean, sex is everywhere. Social media almost gets on my dang on nerves because I cannot even scroll past a story without seeing some butt, some thong, some something um, from people who just have grasped the concept of how powerful sex is. Sex, the sexual industry is over a multi-billion dollar industry and so many people are capitalizing on this thing. Now, people are monetizing on something that God created for us to enjoy, yes, but also to reproduce and we've kind of polluted something that God has graced us with and not only have we polluted it, but we are super dysfunctional because of it and we don't want to talk about it. So like I was saying, I was overly sexual. Um, I lost my virginity at the age of 14, not because I had bad parents that did not teach me. They were phenomenal parents and they still are phenomenal parents, but I just chose to do what the heck I wanted to do. Partial because I was not fully educated on how sex affects so much beyond the possibility of getting pregnant. We've kind of been stuck at the, if you have sex, you might get pregnant. Like literally guys, that's probably... <laughs> Almost the best thing that could happen from sex. There's so many other things that occur during sexual experiences. Now, of course, I'm talking about sex, full-blown sex, but even just the releasing of different chemicals and different things. Now, I'm no sexologist um, or anything, but clearly... You can read, you can Google, you can pick up a book and you can find out the same information. There's so many chemical things that are released that affect so much about who we are. So as the age of 14, I'm having sex with boys and continue to just be sexually active. Thank God I never got pregnant or anything. So that whole um, abortion and all that, like that's not my story, but I was overly sexual. So that could have very much so been my story for sure. Um, I truly believe it was just by the mercies of God that kind of protected me from disease and protected me from pregnancy. So I'm very grateful to that. Not that God does not love those who have went through those experiences, but that's just not my experience. However, it could have been because I was out here whole doing a do with anybody and hootie who. Um, <laughs> but I was young. Super dumb, super insecure. Peer pressure was definitely real. Growing up, even though this was only a few years ago, sex was not this overly sexual thing. So there were still some parts of secrecy that you wasn't going around saying like, oh yeah, I slept with him and I slept with him and I slept with him. But I never knew 
as I was growing up and as I was engaging in sex, how much this stuff weighed on me. So we understand the spiritual things that with soul ties and having sex with people and then you wonder why you're so connected. You feel like you're going to marry these people and it never work out and you're devastated. Like clearly their sex overly exposes you to so many things that when you have it before it's time, you're not even mentally able or have the capacity enough to decipher and to set aside um, or even to process what is actually happening in you emotionally, what is actually happening in you mentally and even spiritually. Sex affects your mind. This is the biggest thing for me because I see so many people who, I mean, clearly are having sex and engaging in other sexual activities. And these are the same people who also cannot make decisions, are not really stable in their decision making. And so what's interesting is for those same people who have um, instability in their decisions or in their mental health, um, they don't realize that engaging in sexual activity, it affects so much of your brain. It literally affects your brain so much so that it's a part of your brain. Um, I'm not even going to act like I know the word because I don't know the word. I, I see the word, but I'm not even going to try to pronounce <laughs> the word. So you could go ahead and look it up on your own. But when you engage in sexual activity, there's literally a part of your brain that is triggered. The first thing, especially for women, that is triggered is the portion of our brain that holds or participate in our emotional and memory recall. And I think that that's so interesting because women, we're overly emotional beings. I believe that God has created us to be super duper in touch with our emotions. But what we fail to realize is when we're engaging in sex, these things, they are increased. They're increased. Our emotions are increased. Um, our memory, it affects our memory. Therefore, it affects our decision making. It, it affects how much, how we process certain things. It affects so much stuff. And it's, it's so crazy that we don't connect the two. So you have somebody that's overly sexual. They probably never connect their lack of making good decisions or their their lack of being stable in their emotions to all of the sexual encounters that they've previously had or the unhealthy or the dysfunctional sexual encounters that they're currently involved in. All of this stuff connects. And sometimes we get so involved or we get so hyped over a few minutes of enjoyment that we don't think about that the moment that you're done with your hoorah <laughs> the moment that you're done with your orgasm or the moment that the sexual experience is over you're then laying there not just with feelings of oh that was so good but now you have just exposed yourself to so much activity spiritual activity, demonic activity, um, and just natural activity. So now your emotions are open. So you see with women, when they start engaging in sex with men, this is when the crazy comes out. Y'all, this was, listen, <laughs> I told y'all I'm going to be completely honest. This is when my crazy comes out. So you have sex with somebody, you clearly not married to that person. There's no real covenant. There's no real bond there. And so when they act 
outside of what you want them to act, it triggers something in you because now your emotions, you had an emotional experience with somebody that you thought was only a natural, let me get, you know, let me get this arousal off or let me, you know, feel better for the moment. But now you're overly emotional and now you're super attached to this person. And this is why we have the crazy women that will go bust the windows out your car. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that would go key the car. And I don't even know what people doing now, because when I was out here while and I was a little younger, so that it wasn't that much at stake, but I can only imagine as an adult engaging in sexual activities outside of my husband and having to deal with all of the warfare and the emotional trauma that is accompanied to that being an adult. Y'all can have it. Um, that's just way too much. Um, but this is why that craziness in you begins to come out because now you've, you've opened yourself up. Um, sex ultimately was created for the bonding, for the covenant bonding of husband and wife. I mean, most of us have heard that the husband and the wife, they become one flesh. Well, sex plays a part in that becoming one sex plays a part when those chemicals are released into each other um this ultimately bonds the covenant it bonds the two together so when you have that bonding that chemical exchange that has taken place outside from the covenant or outside of an actual marriage this is where it gets real messy because it's okay to be connected to your husband in a certain type of way because God intended for that to be a lifelong now y'all are two purposes coming together to walk out one thing so it's okay but when you are now trying to um, be connected to someone who you're really not even connected to because there's no covenant there's no agreement there's no common place no marriage pretty much this is where the friction comes. And so us as women, we're expecting so much out of these men that we've given ourselves to, but there's no, there's nothing there that has to commit to that because there's no true commitment. Even to the people who are engaged in our having sex, that's still not a covenant commitment yet. And that still sets you up for emotional trauma that is just unnecessary and ultimately was not the will of the Lord. I know y'all don't like this, um, but this is the truth. I know for some people they're like, well, I'm a virgin. I'm living for God, but I'm here to tell you that even releasing of masturbation and even having oral experiences, they're still openness and there's still activity that takes place even with that. So, okay, you're not exchanging chemicals into each other, but there's still uh, an arousal and brain activity that is now connected to the individual in who you engage with. So it, it kind of, it's, it blows me sometimes when I'm like, I hear people and I think it's phenomenal. I think it's God's will that we all keep ourselves so that we won't, we won't open ourselves up to unnecessary traumas before it's time. However, we have to really begin to step back and say, okay, you're not having sex as far as, okay, exchanging chemicals into each other, but there's still a level of sexual engagement that you're taking place in that still opens you up to spiritual warfare or spiritual things that you still aren't ready for or don't have the capacity to fully grasp. Sex is good in its proper context. But we have become the most overly sexual people in the world. Like I cannot, it's just so crazy that 
We've allowed culture to set the standard more so than we've allowed the standard of God to be our standard. So we have more people that are applauding people than not. I'm not, I'm not saying shame them, but educating people. What we need is education. What we need is people to say, okay, I'm not going to say, you know, of course we believe what we believe in regards to what sin equals. However, those tactics does not work. And we got to get to the place that we're giving people something to work with something tangible that they can see and understand and comprehend to help people stop going through the same cycles of dysfunction that is ultimately only connected to sex. We have become so sex driven that even people, unmarried people that want to get married, the goal is literally just to have sex. And I know people quote the scripture, it's better to marry than to burn. Like I get all of that. But at the end of the day, there, it has to be founded on something else beyond just having or being able to now have sex or release chemicals into each other. Like it has to be something bigger than that. And we're just stuck on wanting to get married for the sake of sex. It's very dysfunctional, but it's not even our fault because this is the things that were taught to us and we just took what they taught us and ran with it. Sex affects you. So I've seen people that are super stable, making wise decisions, living for God full out, and they slip up and they end up having sex. The next thing you know, they've walked completely away from God. They no longer understand or are no longer solidified in their identity. They no longer know what they're called to do. They they walk away from everything that God has called them to be a part of. And they don't even understand that, that that sudden change of perspective, that sudden change of perception and heart posture is all connected because or all took place because you opened yourself up to sex or you've had sexual experiences. I It's, it's so crazy because I counsel a lot of people and I talk to a lot of different people and the moment that sex enter, enters the conversation or the moment that these people engage in sexual activity, it's like they forget everything <laughs> that they stood for or they're now making the dumbest decisions ever or they now continue to engage in sex over and over and over again because now you've opened yourself up to a need that now you feel you have to supply that need. You have to meet that need. Sex affects how you think. Every bad decision, like not every bad decision, but most in most cases, when you're engaging in, in toxic or premarital sex, you are not, you cannot think right. You, you are, you, you do not think right because now you're moved. Now your decision-making has now been, um, interfered with it's interfered with now with with sex now so first you were thinking clearly first you were thinking soberly you were intentional about dating you were intentional about what you were called to do and then you have sex and so now everything that you see every decision that you make is now clouded is now viewed through that sexual experience that that you wasn't supposed to have anyway. Now, I'm only telling y'all this because I lived it. I made the dumbest decisions of my freaking life only because I was engaging in sex when I didn't have, at 14, I didn't have no business having sex at 14. I was still discovering my whole body. I was still in freaking puberty. 
But this is what you get when you're not educated in how these things affect you. You have people that have sex, get pregnant, then they run and get married because church people tell them to. And then they have to suffer and live a life of just being miserable through that marriage all because they were not educated in how sex pollutes the mind and how it ultimately affects everything that they do. Sex alters you. Sex alters your desires. It alters how you feel. It alters your emotions. I remember there were times that I would literally be in sex in sin, of course, and I would literally cry in the moment. Just some weird stuff. Just some straight up nuts. Like, get your butt down and go read the freaking Bible. Like, that's what I should have been doing. But your emotions are overly overly exposed especially as women so I remember that when I was overly engaged in the in these sexual experiences this is the time that I felt the most insecure which is crazy because it's like girl you hold butt naked in a bed with these dudes and you insecure like absolutely because what happened was sex became me it became I wouldn't even say enjoyable because nobody knew what the heck they were even doing but it just became a thing that you did and it just It just crowded me so much that I would make just horrible decisions. I mean, ready to fight girls over these knuckleheaded dudes that I don't even care about to this day. Um, Just making you become come out of character and do things that you probably would never, ever even imagine that you would do. But all of that was triggered only because you opened your freaking legs. All of the stupid stuff that I had to deal with from insecurities to to, um, just relationships being broken on friendship, on on girl, you know, just my girlfriends, my friends, um, those relationships being damaged, all of that stuff, all of the trauma, all of the warfare, all of the enemies. Most of my enemies that I had was because I was having sex with people that I had no business to have sex with. We can save ourselves so much trauma. We can save ourselves so much time. And I know for some of y'all, you like, I'm 40 years old, girl, bye. Like, I'm about to get mine. But at the end of the day, you have to actually realize if you're actually believing God to bring you somebody and if you actually understand your value, I did it. (laughs) I didn't. I have phenomenal parents, but I still did not understand my value because I didn't take it seriously myself. But if you get to the place that you really understand your value, you wouldn't be going to just give it up to anybody. It's a great experience being married and being able to have sex as a married woman. It was so crazy. Like me and my husband, we were both out here thoughting <laughs> before we met each other. Um, in the like the moment that we um went away on our honeymoon, we had to be like, oh, this is okay. Like we don't got to go and repent for this. Like it was the weirdest thing ever because we were so used to engaging in sexual sin and then saying, Lord, please forgive me. So the moment that we stepped into a place of liberty, that it was okay for us to engage in sex, we didn't know what to do with ourselves because we were so used to being condemned after those moments. And we had to literally walk through that thing. Like, okay, this is actually okay for us to do. We are married. You know, this is It, you know, we don't, you know, it was just very weird for us because we were so used to the condemnation that came with having sex before marriage. There's a freedom that just takes those experiences even to a greater level when you wait. I wish that I could go back partially, of course, 
um, because I feel like there was a definitely a lot of things that God grew me up in and showed me that I personally don't believe. Well, I would have gotten it, but it would have been a different route. So I'm grateful for my experience. I'm grateful for the things that God taught me through my sin. Um, but of course, if I could go back, I wouldn't have done none of it. I wouldn't even had a boyfriend at all until I was about 20 years old. Um, and I would have had super duper, uh, accountability on deck to make sure that I don't do the dummy. I just want to talk about this. Um, I think that sex is a conversation that we cannot be afraid to talk about. We are grown um, women. Um, We have to understand that, yes, we want sex. Yes, it's natural. Yes, it's normal to want these things. But we have to literally step back and see or say, is it worth all of the trauma? Now, some people that's out here living their life and dating around and sexing around and having all of these engagements, they probably won't be honest, but there comes so much warfare with that type of stuff. There is so much torment that comes with that type of stuff that people have embraced and kind of normalized as this is okay to think or this is okay to uh, happen. But the truth of the matter, most of the warfare that you're dealing with most of the demonic activity that most people are dealing with is because they've had too many sexual encounters. When you have sex with multiple people, you're dealing with their dysfunctions, their demons, your demons, the people that they slept with demons, the people that you slept with demons, and now you all, you got all of that stuff. So now you have to sort through all of that stuff and most people never get to the bottom of it. Most people never get the deliverance that is necessary or the freedom that is necessary. So now they're 40, 50 years old. They're still sleeping around. They have no real identity. They're one day they want to be this. The next day they want to be that. Just very unstable people but it all goes back to sex it all goes back to how many doors have opened or how many doors have you opened when you opened your leg this is the whole thing sex is a big deal sex sales we get it all of the music now is a joke <laughs> because everybody is overly sex. Now, granted, back in the day, we had, you know, before my time, because I'm not old, okay, but they definitely had, like, music that was sex, but I just felt like it was a little bit more relational with it. Nowadays, you, you're you listening to a love song, and it's like, oh, that's a nice song, and the next minute, they just turn it, and it becomes very derogatory, and you're like, okay, um, next station or next track. This is... It's over the top. The sexual culture is over the top. That's all you see. But we got to get to the place that we understand that we have to begin to guard ourselves because what we listen to, what kind of conversations we engage in, what TV shows we're watching, all of that stuff is opening us to an overly sexualized culture that is ultimately going to affect how you feel. It's ultimately going to affect your sexual desires. Sex is not bad. Sex is normal. Our self-control is abnormal. We are called to be a people that can control ourselves, whether it be with sex, whether it be with food, whether it be in anything that you can overly consume or overly take part in. We got to get to the place that we can control ourselves enough. And listen, we can't do it by ourselves. This is where God comes into play because most of us, we feel like we're strong enough in our own. But the same people, I used to be that person that's like, I'm strong. I could do it the next minute. I didn't have sex. Oh my God. I thought I was strong because you're not. But in your weakness, 
God is made strong. His strength comes up and, and, and it empowers you and it gives you the willpower to say no. And not just to say no, but it gives you the willpower to not even put yourself into predicaments or situations that you would have to say no in. We got to get to the place that we understand our true value, our true value. Uh, it's so crazy that I, I remember having a conversation. I don't even remember with who. But I was talking about sex and about having sex before marriage. And I was pretty much telling them, like, do you really think a guy that truly genuinely loves you will want to ultimately have sex with you and to open your life up to so much trauma without committing his life to you? Now, for people that want to hear that, that's for you. For the people that don't, this may not be the podcast for you. <laughs> this may not be the podcast for you, but it's a real thing. If someone genuinely says they love you or if they genuinely feel, not feel, because I don't even believe that love is a feeling. I believe that love is a decision. So if someone decides to love you, how is it possible that they can love you only for this moment? Or only while you live, but they don't love you enough to care about your soul, that they don't love you enough to care about how much trauma and how much torment and how much spiritual warfare they can actually open you up to just for a moment of pleasure. Sex is good. Praise the Lord. But it's only good in its proper context. Now, I'm not talking about how it feels, but I'm talking about the whole package. When you wait to have sex until you're married. You don't have to deal with the condemnation. That's so freeing. That's so liberating to under to, to be able to enjoy things and not have to feel bad about it afterwards. So it's bigger than you having sex, going to hell. I'm not preaching that message, even though we ultimately understand that sin equals death. We get it. Understand that. However, it affects so much about what you do. Ultimately, sin, ultimately, sex before it's time can change and alter your entire destiny because it affects your mind. It affects how you process. It affects how you think. We got to understand this so that we can stop the cycles, stop the cycles of continual sex, ups and downs. And okay, we engaged, let's have sex. Okay, we're not engaged. Now we're still having sex. Now I'm pregnant. Like, let's stop the cycles because this is not the will of God for your life. This is not what God created you to be able to fight the dysfunctions in the cycles. God created you to be able to live a full life, an enjoyable life. There's things that God has called for us to enjoy as single. And then there's things that God has called for us to be able to enjoy as married. It's all about the process. Every new level, every new level can reveal or can open us up to new levels of enjoyment. Every new thing can open us up to new levels of enjoyment. But we got to be controlled enough, willed enough that we can say we can wait so that when it's our time to enjoy moments, we don't have to feel bad about it afterwards. Amen to that. Because condemnation is horrible. <laughs> well, I hope you guys are enjoying this. I hope you are enjoying the podcast. If you're listening, shoot me a review. Take a picture of the podcast as you're listening. Tag Leader Life and Brittany V. Watson in it. So keep the conversation going. Thank you for rocking with me. Thank you for listening. I look forward to further conversations. And I pray that you have a phenomenal day. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the Leader Life podcast. Please follow us on all social media platforms at Leader Life and visit our website at leaderlife.com.